Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am joined this week to have a look at the Week 9 games by Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter and Callum at Callum JD Squires on Twitter. We have no Jack this week. He's on his way to New York or possibly in New York at the moment. We believe he's uh, going on a nice little holiday, but he has got tickets for Jets and the Bills, which will be maybe not the most... not the most nail-biting game in the world, but you get to see the, well, probably the best team in the league and the MVP of the league, so not a bad one for him to go to. Um, unfortunately, we're all stuck here in rainy Britain. Um, I'm looking forward to the game, so I have tomorrow off work, so I will try and get up to watch some of the Eagles game. Probably only need to watch the first 20 minutes or so, because first half is probably going to be a lot higher scoring than the second half. Um, but yeah, I'll see see how see why that can be bothered. Uh, Liam, how are you today? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, very very wet today, walking the dog. So I'm looking forward to a night of uh, talking about betting and then watching some football after this. So yeah, should be a good one. I've got to protect my seven one record that I keep boasting about on our group chat. So I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm you are let, let myself down. <laughs> you are the one shining light for the group at the moment. Um, uh, Callum, hopefully you're not too distracted with the United game on in the background. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Glad to be here with you boys as always. Um, yeah, it's not so not so rainy here in Dallas, but it's not actually that sunny either. Just a little bit kind of grey skies. Lots of uh, World Series fever in Texas right now. And obviously it's a big day for Philadelphia against Houston with Game 5 tonight in Philly and uh, Thursday night football in Houston. But uh, yeah, not expecting anything other than the Eagles to absolutely decimate the Texans. I was fortunate. I guess, fortunate to see the Texans in person on Sunday. And um, they are really, really, really bad. So, yeah, uh, no wide receivers and nothing else. It's, I can't imagine either of you, to be completely honest with you, I, I wouldn't even bother staying up if I was <laughs> I wouldn't bother. I, I just yeah, think it'll I'm be, not. It'll be 14 nothing after five minutes, and that'll be that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I, as I say, it's only because I got a day off tomorrow. I'll see how I feel. I respect that. Well, do this podcast, I'll feed my daughter, then I'll get a nap and uh, see what happens at 1am if, uh, well, 12, 12.20, so it's a little earlier than, obviously the clocks still haven't gone back over there, so a little earlier than normal, it's the one week where I feel a little, little bit more capable of doing it, and uh, as it happens, my daughter's got an inset day tomorrow, so I don't even hey. really need to get up tomorrow for her, so it seems like it's all aligning to me <laughs> to watch Another terrible Jackson. Thursday night football game. <laughs> um, I think we'll count that as our preview for the Thursday night game. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's uh, hey, No, we'll, we'll go with it. It uh, gets it out of the way. Um, so, yeah, Eagles are, what, 14 points, I believe, at the moment. Um, Favourites with a total of 48.5, I think it was. I think it was actually quite a high total. Yeah, it was. was yeah. Um, looking a minute ago. Um. And yeah, I, I think we all kind of agree that Eagles will get ahead and leave it there. I, I believe the Texans have actually been quite good for through the first three quarters of games this year. I think that may come to an end tonight against the, well, I'm not going to say the best team in the league, probably second or third best team in the league with the Bills and Chiefs uh, alongside them. Obviously, they've got out to an unbeaten start and we were talking in uh, the full 10 yards chat group whether they could go 17 and over the season obviously we mentioned it last week on the pod where it was 12 12 to 1 i'd imagine it's coming slightly after they won last week um but it's a distinct possibility i know for some reason some people thought that the packers could give them a scare i i think that's ridiculous <laughs> frankly i i made sure i laughed at everything every time anyone said that in the group um but uh yeah i think there's a very strong chance and 
they, they may well rest players after three quarters in this game as they did at the weekend. We, we will see. Um, Liam, uh, any opinion on the tonight's game? Yeah, I was um, in our group chat whether to make this the best bet because um, I picked last this week because I wanted to let the other guys go first because you're struggling so much, you see. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to pick this game, but I could just see some backdoor cover from Damian Pierce, 70-yard TD or something, so I decided against it. But um, I quite like the first half spread, minus eight um, is what I saw yesterday. And then we were talking about it as well. The team total for the Texans is 15.5 on Sky. Um, and I think I'll be betting the under on those, um, probably rather than the spread. But yeah, I think the Eagles will probably win comfortably. Yeah, Callum, anything on this one? No, I mean, yeah, pretty much, pretty much Liam's absolutely spot on. I mean, it, again, uh, the Texans had three points through three quarters and 13 minutes, basically, uh, on Sunday and got a finally remember that Brandon Cooks was on their team. Um, though he won't be playing tonight, and they got a couple of big complete fantasy matchup, which was pure wonderful garbage time nonsense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, te- the Texans just didn't look like scoring all day. I think they had 66 yards passing until that final drive. It, it, it's just bad that there's nothing to get excited about. Pierce himself is fantastic, and I think he looks like the kind of guy that they will build around. But right now, they have nothing around him, and if you're the Eagles who are a better defense than the Titans are, you load the box, force Davis Mills to throw to OJ Howard and Brevin Jordan and Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett. I mean, with what the Eagles have done to actual good teams, I I, I can't for the life. You know, think about what the Eagles did to the Vikings when they have Thielen and Jefferson. None of those names I just said there are anywhere near Thielen and Jefferson. So, yeah, for me, I just can't see anything other than an absolute domination by the Eagles to the point where I'm almost considering benching Eagles players in fantasy leagues that I have them in because I think the game might be over so quickly that they may not be able to get the points I would want them to get, if that makes sense. Um, So, yeah, but straight up Eagles all day for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got Devonta Smith in one of my teams and obviously after doing very little last week, I feel I have to play him this week. I do also have Jamar Chase and Mike Williams on that team. So mm. <laughs> even more reason why I have to play Devonta Smith this week. It was uh, it managed to accumulate a bit of a dream team for wide receivers and two of them are injured. So, yeah. Uh, so without any further ado, we will get on to the weekend spreads. Um, I will go with... Who am I going with first? I'll go with me first just to get out of the way. I've gone with the Patriots minus five hosting the Colts with a total of 40. This is Bill Belichick against essentially a rookie quarterback and Bill Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks. Uh, We thought last week that Sam Ellinger, I've been told it's King Ellinger, not Ellinger, although I've heard both pronunciations from multiple podcasts this week. So (laughs) I'm going to go with Ellinger this week. Um, I was told that he'd run a lot and be very mobile and he did very little of that last week. So Without him, with Jonathan Taylor probably missing out this game, they traded away Naeem Hines. They are going, I assume, with Deion Jackson and Sam Ellinger. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to put up a lot of points. Uh, we've seen Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots being able to do a lot better job than Damian Harris. It looks like due to the Harris injury, he has now gained that role and it's going to be his going forward. Um, so yeah, I just think the Patriots minus five should be a relatively easy cover, but Obviously, I've thought that for the last seven weeks and it's not gone well. So um, I will leave it at that. It's as simple as, for me, Belichick against a rookie. 
Yeah, I'm completely with you on that one. I think it's a it's a really good bet. I'd also like the under forty. I think I think it'd be a low scoring game. I am going to bet Ellinger's uh, rush totals again um, because they'll go down now, and he will yeah. up it because he is mobile. But yeah, he didn't run around at all last week for some reason. But um, yeah, I think it's a good bet. I think Sky Bet as well. You can do minus four point five and the under combined for two to one, which I probably do. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I won't say a sure thing, but a near enough sure thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to try and say that I think Ellinger can pull the upset here because I really don't think the Patriots are very good, especially offensively. Uh, but it's hard to look past Belichick against a rookie quarterback. It's just, it's not, it's not one that I will probably take either side of because I don't want to back the Patriots minus five, um, and I don't necessarily believe the Colts will cover plus five. So it's probably one I'll stay away from. But I, yeah, it, it's hard to disagree with it if you're going to pick one of these two sides. Uh, that's that's very fair. Uh, we will save the best or last on this one, so we'll go with Callum next up. Yeah, so uh, the Dolphins bounced back against my Detroit Lions. Um, you know, had a good performance, nice comeback win. Enjoyed the uh, the cover at the end there. I I just think the Dolphins' offense looks very good. The Bears just gave up forty nine points to the Cowboys. While I think the Cowboys are a good team, I don't think the Cowboys' offense is as good as the Dolphins' offense right now. Dak is still working his way back. And I don't I don't feel like it's unfair to say that as good as CeeDee Lamb is, I think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is a better, significantly better one-two punch than Lamb and Michael Gallup. Uh, Tony Pollard obviously had a big game for the Cowboys against the Bears, so I'm quietly looking for Raheem Mostert to have a big game this Sunday as well. Uh, I think you can get decent, decent props on his yardage over maybe and maybe any time touchdown scorer. But yeah, I just think the Dolphins are the better team, clearly. I think the Bears are really quite bad they've started to use justin field's legs a bit more which helps but i just can't for the life of me see when he leaves the over if you were going to take the points here uh, because the bears have started to figure some things out offensively so um yeah i would i i, I just think dolphins minus five and probably the over is is the play for this one and of course, they added the mighty Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, because he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chase Claypool, this week. Um, so, in fairness, as much as I want to mock it, he is a bit of a deep threat, and Justin Fields can throw deep. So, he might do okay there. I'll, I'll allow him to be successful now. He's gone away from uh, the Double Towers. Um, but yeah, I, for me, I, I, only, I could only lean to the Dolphins on this one. There's no way I can say the Bears. They do seem to have figured things out. But trading away your two defensive studs, it seems to have just deflated their defense. And I mean, why why would any of their defensive players try now? It's it's clear that they're weakening that area of the ball. So it, it would be nice um if Tyreek could find the end zone. He's putting up record numbers of yards, but doesn't seem to get it um in the in the key spots. And two are obviously his I mean, he's providing Jalen Waddle and turn Tyreek with what he needs or what they need. Um I do I do have a prop on this one later on because of the signing of Jeff Wilson. I'm going with under for uh, Raheem Mostert. I think Wilson will actually get a fair few runs given the fact it's the scheme that he knows and running back coach from his old team. I think he might get a little bit more involved than we're expecting or than many are expecting. I can't I actually that... find a yardage line on him. Sorry, Callum. No, no I, I was going to say I think that's fair. I mean, I would probably lean... If you wanted to go with that mindset, I would probably go... I guess most, uh, sorry, Jeff Wilson over as opposed to most are under, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you're right. His, his, 
he won't necessarily need time to pick up with the playbook because he knows the Shanahan system so well. So I don't mind that. I just think basically based on the success that Tony Pollard had in relatively limited carries last week, I could imagine that potentially both Mostert and, and uh, Jeff Wilson have, have good days on Sunday. Yeah, there wasn't a line on Jeff yet. So that was just, um, that's why I, I mentioned the Mustard one. I, I would prefer Jeff and hopefully he's over 24 or something. Hopefully he'll be quite low with him being new to the team. He was, um, weirdly enough, 365 have got him and got Mustard as the favourite to score at what at, at evens and then Jeff Wilson 11 to 10. So they're taking <laughs> no risks on it this week. I was hoping for three or four at least on Jeff Wilson, but um, that's what it was. Um, Liam, anything on this game? Yeah, Edmonds was about 11 to 10 as well. And because he's gone and Jeff Wilson's new, I was assuming the same as you, that you'd get two yeah. and a half, three to one. But they just they just put it in low straight away, haven't they? So it wouldn't surprise me if his rush total might be a bit higher than than we want it to be. But yeah, I think that's a, a good shout. Um, I do like the fields over 48 and a half rushing yards. I'll probably take that a lot of weeks. Um, he is he is running now. I am a Justin Fields fan. He's played very well the last couple of weeks. Um, so my best bet for this game would definitely be the over. I think... These are two bad defences by most metrics, and I think they'll score a lot of points, both teams. Um, but yeah, Dolphins will score more. But yeah, I think it'll be over 45 and a half. So that'll probably be my my best bet. Um, we'll see. I think Claypool's going to play, so it's another weapon. And Fields hasn't had many weapons, and he's managed to put up, what, 20-odd, 30-odd points a couple of times now. So yeah, I think it'll be a, an over game. Yeah, there's. Um, I heard on another pod there's a little worry about the weather. It could be a little bit wet and windy there, but um, it's one to keep an eye on. But otherwise, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard. You're not going to take the under, especially after the the games that both of these teams had last week. Um, Liam, what was your actual best bet for the week? Uh, my best bet, unfortunately for you, as a uh, Aaron Rodgers hater, is Packers minus three and a half at the Lions. Um, I was surprised the under-over was as high as it was at 49.5. I have to say, I, I did think, even with the Lions game, I did think it would be less than that. But, um, yeah, I'm obviously just going to go with the best better quarterback of the two. Um, they actually played quite well against the Bills. They obviously covered that 10.5 that I said they were going to cover. I did think they were going to win the game as well, but uh, it didn't quite uh, go as planned from, from that front. But, um, yeah, they ran for 200 yards on the ground finally, so they are using that. So I do think we're going to see that. And the Lions are just a terrible defense. And they've just traded their second best weapon um, to the Vikings in TJ Hawkinson. So for me, I just think the Packers will win by a touchdown. I would prefer this to be three and then get a push at worst. But um, yeah, I think they'll win by a touchdown. Don't think the Lions can stop them from scoring, even though the Packers haven't been very good on offense. Yeah, I'm fully expecting the Aaron Rodgers bounce back game here. Um, he owns both Chicago and Detroit. I think the, the ownership of Detroit is undersold just because of the Packers-Bears rivalry. But uh, Rodgers against the Lions, it's it's hard really to see how uh, Detroit can win this game. The Packers have been bad, though I actually thought they showed a little bit of fight against the Bills that they could have crumbled and really uh, completely given up. But their defense managed to hang in and keep it, I guess, respectable, shall we say, by the end of that game last Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, as much as I don't believe the Lions are a 1-7 and seven team at all, it's really hard to see how uh, the Packers won't win this one on Sunday. Yeah, unsurprisingly, it's a firm stay away from me on the spread here. We keep saying about Aaron Rodgers having to bounce back, and each week it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't materialise. They did nothing in the trade window for him. He has come out humbly saying, oh, just things didn't work out. But, you know, deep down, he's he's not happy <laughs> Um, I do hope that they obviously get the run game going. It seems like the way they should go. 
and obviously they did last week, but will they carry on doing that? I, I don't know. Rogers might see this as a chance to be centre of attention again. Uh, you can get the minus three at around four to five on Unibet. Um, so again, it covers you for the for the field goal um, handicap or for, for the field goal spread. Um, on to Jack's one. He's not here, obviously. He's gone for the Falcons plus three versus the Chargers. Uh, the total in that one, yeah, total in that game is forty nine point five. Um, but yeah, I I do definitely lean to the Falcons on this one. The Chargers are probably without Keenan Allen again. They're without Mike Williams. Um, it's a game that Justin Herbert should probably still put up points, but we saw last week that the Falcons are are feisty and they're top of their division now. They bought in a little bit of help in the trade deadline, nothing nothing massively special, but they bought in a defensive player, which they desperately need. Uh, they have shown that they can run the ball well and Cordaro Patterson is back training. I'm not sure if he's going to play this one, but I know he's back at least within the squad. Um, and yeah, I thought the Falcons looked, looked quite fun and quite quite good last week. The Chargers off the bye week, which obviously should help them. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely on Jack's side with this one. If I had to take a bet, I would take the Falcons plus three. Yeah, I was t- debating the Chargers minus. There is a two and a half out there somewhere, but the odds obviously skewed um, for Jack's point of view. Three's better. Um, yeah, I think I'd still lean Chargers for this one. I just think I just don't think the Falcons can put up enough consistent offense. And I think Herbert will still be able to do a little bit on his own. I think I did read that Joshua Palmer might be injured as well, which is a bit of a disaster for uh, the Chargers. So I think for me, I would lean that way. But all my best bets on this game would be the Eckler overs on receptions, rushing yards, receiving yards. I'll bet him to score two touchdowns just because Herbert checks down more than he should anyway. And he's definitely going to do it this week. So, um, yeah, I like Eckler overs as my best bet on this one. I didn't know about Josh Palmer. Um, I still kind of like the Chargers in this spot. I really do. I just I just think the Chargers are the better team. Coming off the bye makes a big difference. I really hope Josh Palmer can play. That would give me a bit more confidence. Really, my thought going into this is you might see more of Sony Michelle as an out-and-out running back and Austin Eckler split out wide as a receiver. I think you'll see a lot of two-back sets from Brandon Stady, but I agree with you implicitly, Liam, on all of the Eckler overs. I also, I, I, therefore, I kind of like the Sony Michelle overs too in terms of rushing yards um, and maybe rushing attempts. I could see them leaning on him more as a rusher and using Eckler as this receiving threat. And um, I also like the Gerald Everett overs based yeah. on um, based on the lack of receiving. And I actually think he's quietly had a good season so far for the Chargers. I just think the Falcons fairy tale has to start to take a turn. They just they, they're not a team that should be at five hundred. To be honest with you, in terms of talent. Um, Arthur Smith clearly doing a good job coaching wise, but I just uh, eventually I think the talent has to tell, and I just think the Chargers are the better team here, even without Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, Jalen Guyton's been a player who's made plays for Justin Herbert before. If Josh Palmer can go, he's had a good start to the season. I just think they'll still have too much for the Falcons overall, so I would be leaning towards the Chargers, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, the Chargers are one of those teams that you, we all think they're great and yeah. then they they continually fail. I, I believe Palmer had concussion, but he's back in training. So ah, I think I was, he will play. Uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Carter is the other one I'd be looking at there. Um, yeah, I was listening he, to a podcast. Seemed, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were saying you should bet minus six and a half on both sides on this game because it's just <laughs> going to be a disaster. Like someone's just going to win by like two scores from nowhere. And I do probably agree that it's going to be a crazy game. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Yes, uh, we, we definitely will. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, as I say, I, I wouldn't be betting anything on that one. So on to the other games on Sunday night. Bills minus 12 and a half at the Jets. Uh, it's 46.5 total. As we said earlier, we think Jack's going to be this game, so we'll try and get some inside information on the weather for us. Uh, I'd imagine it'll be fine. Obviously, we're a little early for serious uh, weather stuff. I Nothing much to say on here. I'll be taking the Bills minus 12 and a half. Um, Zach Wilson is not a very good quarterback, and under pressure, he's uh, like second worst in the league or worst in the league, and the Bills will be able to get pressure without sending too many people up there. They... It's a divisional game, so the Bills will ease off a bit in the end, but they're, they're going to win by 14 in this one. So, simple one for me. Bills minus 12 and a half. Yeah, I think I'll pick against the Bills most weeks, spread-wise, because of how big they'll be, but I won't be picking them against them this week. Uh, I love Zach Wilson in college, um, but unfortunately, he's proving me wrong at the moment. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I wouldn't touch the total, though, at all. But, yeah, I, I'd probably have to lean Bills minus 12 and a half as well. Yeah, it's not one that I'd particularly like to get involved with. I just hate being double-digit spreads, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything other than a comprehensive Bills win, to be completely honest with you. The Jets have faded rapidly, um, and they would have one less win than they do if Tua hadn't been concussed, just to put that out there. So, um, yeah, I just I, I can't, for, for the life of me, really trust the, the Jets against the Bills here. Um, Buffalo keep rolling. Simple. I think the Jets are one and three at home this year as well, so it's not like homecoming is going to do anything good for them uh hopefully homecoming will do good for the bengals uh they are <laughs> seven point favorites hosting the panthers uh total of 42.5 uh over on the total is uh my one in this one uh the panthers showed that they can put up points this week the bengals lost jadobi awuzi for the season he is their best cornerback so i believe they will be able to get thrown on and joe burrow i he bounces back very well from losses He's one of the best QBs in the league when he's coming off a loss. They looked fairly terrible against the Browns at the weekend, but <laughs> Browns have got a very good pass rush. Panthers have got Brian Burns, who has, well, he garnered the attention of the Rams, apparently, for two first-round picks um, before the trade deadline. But I don't think they're going to get the requisite pressure that will put Burrow off. If I had to lean anything on the spread, I'd lean to the Panthers plus seven still. Uh, I thought Dante Foreman looked, or Deonta Foreman looked really good last week. Um, he's, I, I to be fair, he, in the limited work I've seen of him, both at the Titans and elsewhere, I thought he looked really good to be honest. So I was quite happy to see him score, um, a few times last week, which was quite nice. But yeah, this week, I think yeah, the over for me on this one is, it was close to being my uh, close to being my better week to be honest. I think it could be easily fifty sixty points in this one. Yeah, I like the over as well. Um, I'd be interested to see what both team totals overs as well because he we might be interested to take them alongside it but um in terms of the spread i probably would go panthers plus seven if i had to pick a spread i think it was seven and a half um when it first came out um so it's you shop around see what you can get out there but uh yeah their defensive line is good it gets a lot of pressure obviously we just spoke about brian burns he gets a lot of pressure the bengals uh weirdly left tackle who was actually good last year Jonah williams has been pretty bad this year um yeah, so we'll see Cause, yeah because brian burns rushes against that side more traditionally than the other so um yeah, I just think that their defense could cause the Bengals problems and Burrow's numbers without Chase aren't as good. But um, yeah, definitely a game they can win. But yeah, I think the over for me is probably the best. And I would lean Panthers plus seven and a half if you can find it. Yeah, I kind of agree all around. I think this is weirdly PJ Walker seems to have turned this team into an offense. Um, I, I agree with you that Deontay Foreman looks really good. I'm uh, glad I managed to snag him on a few waiver wires. 
I, I do like the over here for sure. I think, you know, Burrow is going to put up points. And as I said, DJ Moore appears reborn with a new quarterback as much as I wish he had been performing like this with Baker. PJ Walker seems to be uh, turning it around for the Panthers. So, yeah, I, seven feels a weird one. I mean, if you could get 7.5, I would definitely take the Panthers. But then equally, if you could get 6.5, I may take the Bengals, which kind of says this spread is kind of right around where I'd expect it to be. Mm. I could honestly kind of see it going either way. So, yeah, I would lean over... If you held a gun to my head at plus seven, as is likely to happen here in Texas, I would probably lean <laughs> Panthers plus seven, just about. Yeah, I heard someone saying um, earlier that uh, PJ Walker doesn't have to play for his job, so he's he's obviously a little more, little more gun gung ho rather than Baker, who was playing for his future essentially in the league. So he's probably he's possibly a little bit more conservative with it, and in his voting as well, probably. Um, so next game up, I have the Raiders minus one and a half at the Jaguars with a total of 48. Who knows, <laughs> frankly? Um, after backing the Raiders, well, after thinking the Raiders would do well against the Swed last week, they put up a zero. Admittedly, there was illness in the camp, so I'm hoping that was what it was and that they're going to be better for this one. Apparently, they've stayed in Florida, so weirdly enough, they've had less travel this week than the Jaguars who are coming back from London. Um, although the London Jaguars have obviously done it many, many times, so that they know they know how to deal with it. Um, other than that, I really don't know what to go on this. I I would definitely be going with the Raiders minus five if I had to. Um, unfortunately, I don't. And who knows on the total either? Frankly, it could be anything this game. So I uh, I'm just going to leave it there and just say I have no idea. <laughs> well, personally, I hope Devontae Adams plays better because I made a massive trade in fantasy that got me Devontae Adams <laughs> and Alvin Kamara last week, uh, and then Adam put up Adams put up minus one. So that was a good start for that trade. <laughs> um, well, we did I, all right. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, if I had to pick a spread, though, I would actually be going with the Jags. The Jags are like so high up in all offensive metrics for advanced analytics except for when they get to the red zone so for me i just think they're a much better team um they've got better players minus a couple of superstars for the raiders um so yeah i would probably lean jags plus one and a half but i definitely wouldn't touch the total because like you said god knows what's gonna happen with these two teams yeah i was kind of happy to see Derek carr revert to his normal self of being absolutely useless last week um, it was it was a weird performance from the Raiders. I've been unconvinced by them pretty much throughout this season, and certainly uh, Sunday, you know, didn't give me any reason to really believe in them long term. That said, I do I do think the Jaguars have done some good things. I, I really like Doug Peterson as a coach. I think he's building in the right direction, but it it does kind of feel like the gloss has started to fade on what was you know a lot of early season promise. I, I'm not necessarily as down on Trevor Lawrence as a lot of people seem to be, but he has to start showing more. <laughs> um, he really has to start showing more. But I just, I just kind of refuse to believe that the greatest, the greatest college quarterback of all time can't turn it on when he needs to. I just, I just have to think there's something more to it. So, yeah, I, I, I would probably lean Jags here. I respect what David Vieira is saying there about the surprise win for the Jags because I think, to be fair, that might be, that might be where I go as well. Um, Etn looked really, really good. So I'm glad he's now kind of getting the the lead role there. I've always thought James Robinson was a bit eh. Um, and I'm glad he's now with the Jets, who as a franchise are a bit eh. Uh, but yeah, so for me, for me, I, I would lean, I would lean Jaguars here. I don't know that I would go over just because I could see it being a bit of a bitty game, but I would certainly expect more from Devontae Adams. Hopefully Darren Waller's going to be back. I'd expect a decent game from him as well. 
but yeah, I, I would side with the Jaguars if I had to. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am definitely not a Trevor Lawrence fan. I, I think he got a he got a buy for the whole of last season because of the coaching situation, which to a certain extent I agree. But if you watch his games, he overthrows so many passes, and that interception last week was just disgusting. It was it was terrible. It was first down though; he had no need to throw towards the end zone at all. He should have just thrown it away. And it's little bits like that that, fair enough. Last year might have stinted his development a little bit, a little bit, but coming out as God's gift to football, the new Andrew Luck and all that kind of stuff from college, maybe my expectations were far too high from him, and that he might be just a middle of the road quarterback and he'll get there with it. Um, but yeah, I, I agree again with David Fierro that uh, Josh McDaniels, I don't think he's going to get the sack, but he's definitely should come under some pressure for how yeah. they've done this season. It's it's a talented team and. They don't seem to have got things going. And obviously, Josh McDaniels did not last long last time. He had a coaching job. So nope. he uh, he was probably hoping for a little bit better this time around. Uh, next up, we have Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins, Vikings, minus three at the Commanders with a total of 43.5. I think we all agree that the Vikings are lucky to be six and one uh, so far this season. I don't think anyone's going to argue Lucky? That. But coming up. Huh? It's the understatement of the century. <laughs> a, a, a little a little overrated um but last week they scored on five out of five red zone drives and that was coming off their bye week rookie head coaches tend to do well coming off bye weeks they get a time to readapt and figure out their teams um i do know a lot of people are on the commanders this week though the rj bell podcast i listened to they had the commanders as one of their best bets for the week because uh they're a lot better with heineke on the, on the center he will throw to Terry McLaurin, get him going. And Antonio Gibson has looked quite good in the passing game now that he's not the main running back. I would like more from Brian Robinson, but let's be fair, he's coming back from a pretty uh, pretty terrible start <laughs> to the season after after getting shot. So it's, it's difficult to be critical of him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would definitely be leaning the Vikings still. I know it's the public side and I know it's the one that, that most people will be on, but at minus three, it's only a field goal and... I think they should win this game. Uh, the total, I'd probably go over on the total as well. It's another low total, much like the Bengals game. That is one that I'll be looking over. Yeah, same same here. I like the over 43.5, and I love the Vikings, minus three. Um, second best team in the uh, in the NFC right now. Uh, 66% chance to have a top two seed as well in the NFC um, if you, with the strength of schedule, because they've got some easy games coming up at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, I think minus three is a smash play for me. Um, Jefferson, they're starting to use him in the slot again a little bit more after last week, which is what they did in the red zone actually for one of their touchdown drives. Uh, and now they've got TJ Hawkinson that we spoke about earlier. He's obviously left the, the Lions. He'll probably play in this game because uh, Irv Smith's banged up for, for probably the rest of the season, to be honest. So yeah, I think the Vikings are far too good for the Commanders and uh, they'll win with ease. Yes, I agree. I do think the Vikings will win this game <laughs> fairly simply. Um, but they are still likely to blow it. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think they'll win this game comfortably. The, com the Commanders are terrible. Though, I do have a question. is Will the Commanders as a franchise get the our owner who we hate is selling the team bounce? Like You've heard of new manager bounce, but have, <laughs> yeah. you, ha have you heard of for sale bounce? And if, but, any if any team is likely to go on the road and bottle it, 
against the team they should be, I still think the Vikings are in a top three bottlers in this league. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's difficult because, you know, people talk about chargering and all those things. But I, I think Viking-ing is a thing as well. And <laughs> they, they lose games they should win. So, uh, yeah, I... Not one that I will like to take aside here, but it is hard to see the commanders being able to keep up. Though is Chase Young playing this week? I think I think he might he, be back he, this week. He can practice now, but they haven't they've got till Saturday to declare okay. if he's off to play. So yeah, he might play. Um, I could see Chase Young eating Kirk Cousins alive. That would be fun. Um so yeah, we'll see. But uh it, it not one that I would like either way. If I had to, I'd probably go over on the points. I think that's probably the safest play because Heineke, for all his craziness, will just get you some touchdowns at times. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go over, but not one that I'm particularly interested in watching. Uh, yeah, I think Kirk Cousining instead of uh, Viking mm. is probably the better one. And obviously, it's a Kirk Cousins revenge game, which uh, we probably needed to mention. Although, not really. But not is really it, is it's a Washington revenge game, right? Like, Yeah, I was going to say, need yeah, revenge Kirk, on Cousins, Kirk Cousins got them biggest guaranteed contract in in history when he signed his after leaving uh the washington team so yeah i don't think it's really a revenge <laughs> game for him um but i'm sure he'll come out with some you like that's and uh he'll yes, be happy he uh, <laughs> he'll be happy playing them uh next up we got seahawks plus two at the cardinals a 49.5 total um obviously it was the well probably the cardinals worst game of the season when they played in seattle um a few weeks back the Seahawks came out easy winners in that one. Um, I don't really know what to think of this one either, to be honest. I, I'm still not buying the Seahawks, although I think I should be. I think they're quite solid on both sides of the ball. They're well coached and they're putting it together. Gino and DK and Tyler Lockett and Kenneth Walker, they, they've got a good, a good core around that team. So maybe I should be thinking that they're a decent team. Whereas obviously we're all massive Kyler Murray fans on this this podcast and uh, with DeAndre Hopkins back, he's got his favoured weapon. He had another handful of targets and receptions last week. Did looked really good, but when push came to the shove, they needed a drive and Kyler got sacked twice for minus 30-odd yards. So it, it's difficult for me to trust the Cardinals in this one. I don't can't remember the history between these two. Obviously, it's an NFC West matchup and it's a weird division where someone always owns the other team. Uh, I would assume Pete Cowell's owns Cliff Kingsbury because I think pretty much everyone in that division does. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember. So I guess I'd lean to Seahawks plus two um, and probably under on the total. But again, it's a firm stay away from me, much like um, a couple of their games that we've got this week. Yeah, I think it is that way around, looking at it, that it's um, the Seahawks that own the Cliff Kingsbury cards. Um I'd, I'd assume that anyway. But um, yeah, I think I'd have to go Seahawks. Um, I just think Cliff Kingsbury is one of the worst coaches ever. And this is someone who's obviously watched Patrick Mahomes play for him many, many times uh, in college. And yeah, he's just absolutely terrible coach. And the defense is terrible. Um, so I'd probably bet Hopkins overs on everything and then probably bet the Seahawks. But in reality, I'm probably going to tease them up and pair them with something else to get them past seven, probably. That would probably be my best bet because I just like the extra points in case Kyler decides to go crazy in the, the fourth quarter but yeah Cardinals aren't a very good team so I'll go Seahawks that's a bold take um in 
Uh, basically, in an attempt to try and catch Liam, who is running away with the best bet competition, I'm unofficially making Cardinals minus two my second best bet of the week. This is a <laughs> smash for me. I don't think there's any chance that the Cardinals don't win this game. Uh, the Seahawks, again, we're talking about fraudulent teams. Five and three is a ridiculous record for the Seahawks roster. They do not have the talent to keep it up. Um, and the Cardinals still have not had their full team 100%. James Conner should be back this week, which will get them closer to it, but they're not going to be 100% until Hollywood Brown is back kind of late on in the season. All of you out there cheering against the Cardinals are horrible people. You know hard knocks in season is more fun if the Cardinals are good. And when it starts this week, we should all be cheering for the Cardinals to make the playoffs so we get a behind-the-scenes look when eventually they will lose and you will get to celebrate your Cliff Kingsbury collapse in the playoffs. <laughs> but we need to cheer for them to get there. Um, the what, what's, what's wild about this is the Cardinals are only, you know, one game back from the 49ers, who everyone has all of a sudden decided to crown as uh, NFC champions, basically. So uh, if the Cardinals can figure out their offensive line, which I actually think is more of an issue than the defense, because those sacks on Kyler, I'm not necessarily blaming Kyler for those. Um, there are times when he sacks himself with how he plays the game, absolutely. But his offensive line have not helped him out. They haven't had a run game, largely due to the James Conner injury, but also the blocking hasn't been good enough up front where they needed to be. I just don't... When you look at these two rosters side by side, I, I really don't understand the argument that the Seahawks are the better team. Coaching staff, you can say what you like, but talent on the field, I really believe that the Cardinals have a more talented roster in most positions. So, yeah, for me, I, I just don't see how uh, the, the Cardinals won't win this game and start to make their playoff push because I, I really think they are a playoff team. And there is absolutely still a chance they can win this division because of how up and down everyone in this division is. We could see Cardinals versus Vikings in the uh, in the playoffs, which would be oh. uh, a fun one fun one for the pod. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. Well, I mean, the, the Cardinals should have won that game. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway. I I, so I'll please, be honest. Feel I free would... to assassinate my character now. It's fine. Go ahead. Oh no, I I would be taking the Cardinals if they played the Vikings in the playoffs. Uh, there's no no argument with me uh, from me on that one. I, I would be all over the Cardinals in that. Um, I I actually I actually like watching the Cardinals. I have nothing against them. It's just they're fun. With Kings, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are fun. Oh, thanks, Liam. Yeah, That's so, the nicest yeah. thing. It's the nicest thing you've ever said about the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to watch because they're a disaster. They're so badly run. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) There's usually points. (laughs) Uh, Okay, next up, we've got the Rams plus three at the Bucks. Uh, 42.5 is the total on this one. Another low one because both teams have been terrible this year. Um, I am most definitely leaning to the Bucks minus three on this one. I think even without Shaquille Barrett, they will still be able to get some pressure on Matt Stafford. And that's where... The Rams have been struggling this year. Uh, apparently, Cam Akers is back in training as they try and bring him back into the fold after whatever the hell went on with him. Um, I, their run game is non-existent at the moment because of that offensive line. Henderson and Ronnie Rivers were both distinctly average last week. And Cooper Cup is coming in with an ankle injury because they played him in the final play of the game for unknown reasons. Um, other than Cooper Cup, the Rams really don't have a whole lot. The Bucks have Tom Brady... Um, coming off potential divorce and hopefully that'll settle things in his mind a bit and he'll be more focused on the game because there's a little bit of 
a little bit of closure there. And obviously they've got very talented offense. They've got Chris Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Lenny Fournette, who has been up and down this year. Um, I did a little bit on Ramsey versus Evans. and Ramsey is fairly good against him, but not outstanding. And if you can get Ramsey covering Evans and then that frees up the other guys, then that's probably what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm taking Bucks minus three on this one. I can't see anything other than a home win, frankly. Yeah, I'm the same, taking Bucks minus three. I've took them quite a lot, though, so <laughs> there's not much form to this pick, but uh, probably could say the same with the Rams, I guess. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the offense is, is, is much better. Um, Brady's actually playing well compared to what people think. I just think the team are playing badly, but he is actually playing well. Um, so I just think he's a better quarterback. Um, better weapons, offensive lines are probably neutral because they're both terrible right now. Um, and then defense-wise, yeah, again, I think both teams have got a good secondary and then maybe the difference could be Aaron Donald. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I probably like the over as well, not because there's any form to it again, just because the value is there because you're not going to get this total in many games ever involving these two teams. So um, there's just a chance that a couple of drives go well um, a couple of short fields or something, and you're going to hit this over easily. So, yeah, I do like the over, and I'll probably go Bucks minus three as well. Yeah, I mean, if I told you that this game finished Bucks 24, Rams 21, would anyone feel like that was outrageous? I don't think so. You know, so for sure, the over is is 100% the play, I think. Um, you know, I, 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 it feels weird to say that either of these teams wouldn't score three touchdowns in a game. You know, I, I, obviously, there's there's form that says that they haven't been, but there's the talent on both sides to suggest that they should be able to do that. Um, and what was the Bucks calling card once upon a time was their defense and it doesn't look the same. So you have to assume that maybe these two teams might actually be the right tonic for one another to kind of get their offensive going, if that makes sense. Um, based on what you said about Ramsey and Evans, I, I have also been liking the look of Chris Godwin overs. Brady loves his short to intermediate routes to Godwin. Um, and I think that he's someone who could have a good day. I, I would probably lean Bucks as well. I mean, you know, again, we, we're not making light of it, but you do wonder if the divorce bounce will help Tom Brady genuinely um, in terms of having that kind of freedom now to kind of just go out and play without that hanging over him, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I, I it feels weird because the Rams are not the worst team in the NFC West, even though this defeat will leave them in that position. Uh, but, yeah, I would I would be I would be leaning towards the, the Buccaneers. Yeah, the last five times these two have played, there's been over 50 points in their games. And uh, the last time they played was a divisional round, obviously in January this year. Uh, Ramsey shadowed Evans for 69% of his routes, allowing four receptions and seven targets for 88 yards in that game. Although it was a 55-yard touchdown, which helped Mike Evans boost yeah. those numbers. So generally does a fairly decent job against him and looks like he will be on him for quite a lot of the game. So yeah, for me, it would be... Um, as you guys said, I, I do like the over and I do like Chris Godwin bets. Uh, on to the Chiefs hosting the Titans as 12.5 point favourites uh, with a total of 46. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to take Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes off a bye. Obviously, it's it's kind of generic advice now. Everyone knows it, but it, it works um, most of the time. Although the record has got worse recently because the spreads are inflated. We don't know who's quarterback for the Titans, which is obviously uh, disrupting when you're trying to discuss this game. If it's Tannehill, then probably going to knock two points off this one. 
If it's Malik Willis confirmed, then you might be going to 14 because he threw one pass in the second half last week. Obviously, that is because they're playing the Texans and it is because Derek Henry owns the Texans. But yeah, he, he will run well against the Chiefs. He generally does. And But yeah, I, I mean, I, I would have to still, still be leaning to the Chiefs covering the spread on this one. It's not a game I will be getting involved with because of a big spread. And I said earlier in the year, the Titans tend to do well against better teams, and then they got blown out by the Bills. So <laughs> I I would, have it not have, had it not been for that game, I probably would have taken the Titans plus the points. Um, but I saw them get destroyed by a far, far superior team, and I think that could happen here. Um, I would probably lean over on the total, but again, it's not one I'll be taking. Yeah, I think the Chiefs team total was 27.5 when I looked yesterday. Um, so I'll probably take over on that, would probably be my guess. Um, but yeah, in terms of the spread, I'm not going to bet it. I'm a bit of a Homer fan when it comes to that. I don't really bet our big spreads because I just, I've seen it too many times where we've absolutely battered teams, haven't scored, and then we've dropped a punt at the one yard line and they've they've scored. And you're like, okay, great. Now we've got to cover another like 18 points. So. Um, yeah, I'll probably stay away from the spread. I don't mind the over, um, but in terms of other bets, I like the Chiefs team total over. Um, I like Juju's over as well. Um, I think they're probably going to double Travis Kelsey. They've got some quite big safeties in terms of size, so they're probably going to try and double him rather than leaving one-on-one against a linebacker. Um, so I think in that instance, Juju was probably good for, for, for overs. He's played really well, and obviously coming off a of bye week, I think there's only a chance that Whichever receiver it is, MVS or Juju, probably Juju, I think is going to embed in the offense even more. So I do like his, uh, I do like his overs. Yeah, hard to disagree. I, 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 it, Malik Willis didn't look good, to be frank. Um, you know, they didn't ask him to do much, but what they did ask him to do, he didn't look great, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Robert Woods led the team in receiving with like 30 yards. So I, I just don't see how the Titans keep up. You know, unless they literally go on 20 play, 10 minute drives where Derrick Henry gets four yards of play and they drain 39 seconds on the play clock every single snap. I just, I just really struggle to see, you know, how the Titans can stay in this, basically. Um, the Chiefs are the better team. I, I, again, th- this could, I could see it going either way. I mean, the, the Chiefs could win this by 30 or the Titans could keep it close if Derrick Henry can get going. I'd probably lean to the over, but that's maybe just out of wishful thinking of entertainment on Sunday night, I guess. Um, I'd be interested to see if the Chiefs get Kadarius Tony involved, who appears to have uh, all of a sudden healed from all his ailments. Now he's playing for a Super Bowl contender, which I do respect, if I'm completely honest. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think Kadarius Tony overs, his lines should be very low, I think. And so I think overs, all you really need is one decent-sized chunk play for him, which he is able to do. I think Reed will be trying to uh, show off his shiny new toy and work him into the offense as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I, I, I like the Chiefs here and I like the Juju over especially as one that I like to look up. Yeah, I, um, I do love Kadarius Tony. I'm looking forward to seeing how they get involved, how they get him involved in the future. I'm, I, I'm not having anything on this game with him. There's no, unsurprisingly, with him in Sunday Night Fall, there's no lines I can see at the moment. Um. But yeah, Malik Willis has he's he had a sixty percent completion percentage last week because he completed six of ten passes <laughs> in the entire NFL professional game. So at least his completion percentage wasn't too bad. Um, and yeah, the one the one pass I believe he tried in or 
either completed one or tried one in the second half, and it was when he was going out of bounds. Everyone yeah, <laughs> lobbed it to the end, lobbed it out of uh, to stop the loss of yards. Um, so yeah, it was not pretty. Um, but they won the game, and Derek Henry's a, a, a machine. So we um, we definitely can't argue with them for way, the way they played it. And then closing out the week is the Ravens minus two and a half at Saints uh, with a total of forty eight on Monday Night Football. Um, the Bengals were, I believe, three-point favourites at the Saints just a few weeks back. So to see the Ravens lower than that is a little bit of a surprise. But they do have a host of injuries and potential players missing out. I, I think Rashad Bateman's going to miss out, but Mark Andrews should be okay. Um, it still obviously lessens the Ravens' uh, passing attack. Uh, but does it matter really with the Ravens? They always seem to get the job done. And unlike the Bengals, they have incredibly good coaching and they can overcome injuries to their players, whereas my team can't, which is very frustrating. Uh, the Saints obviously looked really good again last week. They shut out the shut out the Raiders and Andy Dalton has actually got them scoring really well in games. He He does cost them games as well, but he's probably rightfully the starter for the team. Um, so I, I mean, I would be leaning Ravens minus two and a half to be honest, but it's not something I will be looking to get involved with at this point. If I have a decent Sunday, then why not? I may have a little bit on the on that game. Uh, Demarcus Robinson had a decent game with Bateman out of the game last week, uh, so it might be worth looking to see if you can get him a decent price. Um, and I would probably lean under on the total. I think uh, the defenses could be on top on this one, so under forty eight is probably the bet I would go for if I had to on this one. Yeah, I like the under as well. Um, Landry and Michael Thomas, again, still might not play. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Thomas is ever going to play at this rate. Oh. He doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like he wants to. Um, but yeah, in terms of the spread, I do like the Ravens minus two and a half. Uh, how many games? I, I've got a friend who's a Ravens fan. And he does not want them to pay Lamar Jackson. So I sent him a stat the other day to try and disprove him. And it was about game-winning drives. And his reply was, yeah, but double-check how many of them were Tucker field goals. And out of the 14, 13 were Tucker field goals. So if I'm getting the Ra- <laughs> if I'm getting the Ravens at uh, minus two and a half with him as the field goal kicker and a coach that just does go for it on fourth down, he manages the game extremely well. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL for that sort of stuff. So for me, this was close to a best bet. I just think the Ravens are, are too good. Saints have looked a lot better, but still, um, they've got Andy Dalton at quarterback. So I just think the Ravens are going to win by a field goal plus here. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. I, I would definitely f- favour the Ravens uh, on on the side here. I, I kind of, I kind of disagree with you both in that I kind of like the over because the Saints appear to start scoring points, and I think the Ravens' offense has to get better. I guess if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely lean Ravens minus two point five. I think that's the sensible play here, just because I can't really imagine Andy Dolan being Jameis Winston, to be honest with you. Andy Dalton is eight and ten against the Ravens in his career. Unsurprisingly, none of them are with the Saints. But just, just so you know, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. But uh, yeah, interesting uh, little stat there. Obviously, he's played them many, many times with the Bengals and one game with Dallas. He played against the Ravens as well. Um, so yeah, that's it for the games this weekend. I only had one extra prop. I had the muster under sixty-three that I mentioned, and I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts over forty point five. Uh, for the Falcons against the Bengals, obviously he's been hit or miss this week this year, but he he got involved last week and he looked darn good. So I'm hoping against the battered Bengals defense that he will 
put up the odds, I might be more sensible going for the Mariota over. Again, because of the Bengals losing cornerbacks, losing their best one, and I think Eli Apple was out as well, although I'm sure most <laughs> people consider that an upgrade, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, uh, Carl Pitts over 40.5 and Muster under 63.5. If you can get Jeff Wilson over 34-ish, I'll go with, then I would probably take that once the lines are up. Um, but other than that, I don't have a whole lot on props. Uh, Liam, you've mentioned a few. Did you have any more? Um, yeah, so I do like that. Eagles, Texans game, Texans under 15.5 that we spoke about earlier. That's pretty good. Uh, Mariota's passing line is 184.5 as well. So I do think there is a bit of a, a value in the over. Um, and then some others that, that I haven't spoken about. I'd like Josh Allen over two and a half passing TDs. That's basically up. Um, well, it's not quite two to one, but just under two to one um, because of how much they run it in. Uh, and I, for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe it's because of last week um, and the fact they've thrown like four interceptions in the red zone this season. Um, maybe that's why the number's so good. But yeah, over two and a half for, for him is good. Uh, and unfortunately for Jets fans, I like under Zach Wilson on 0.5 passing TDs, uh, which is two to one. Um, I just think the Bills could suffocate them. And if they get in the red zone, I think they're going to run it a lot with him as QB. So, yeah, I do like those unders. And then you can't get a line on these, but I'm probably going to bet Kaderish Tony to score anytime <laughs> on uh, Sunday night. But that's uh, unfortunately not out yet. And I'll probably bet Isaiah Likely overs as well, just in case Andrews doesn't end up playing on Monday night. Yeah, I agree. If, Andrew, if Andrews is out, definitely go with Likely for sure. Sorry, Adam. Uh, yeah, likely, annoyingly, he was 7-1 to one to score last week. I went with Josh Oliver and uh, Nick Boyle because I didn't think likely he was getting involved that much. Yeah, I, I, I missed the 7-1 to one last week. He's probably going to be around 2-3 to three or 2-1, to one, I guess, this week. But it is a guy who blew up in preseason. I, I drafted him and then dropped him and now having regrets on that. But, uh, yeah, he, he'd done very little. But, yeah, I, I do like him. He looks a talented kid, so... Yeah, uh, Callum, sorry, any pops from you? No, yeah, I kind of just mentioned a few as we went along there. Um, but yeah, the Chris mm-hmm. Godwin over sticks out to me, especially with Mike Mike Evans getting shadowed from Jalen Ramsey. Um, and yeah, I think you mentioned as well with Chase Claypool, uh, probably to get involved early with the Bears. It seems like he's definitely going to play. So potentially, if you, most of the Bears receiving yardage lines seem to be between 30 and 40 because of how inconsistent Fields is. But yeah, I'd, I would take a Chase Claypool over 40-ish. For sure, if you can find that. Uh, so the best best way to go on that one for me would be um, longest receptions for each of them. Uh, annoyingly, they're not up yet. All yeah. I can get is David Montgomery over nine and a half yards randomly for his longest <laughs> reception, which is n- no use to anyone. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that one. I think, um, obviously, Justin Fields has got a big arm on him and they do either run the ball or go for chunk plays. So, yeah, with Claypool there, probably what, 20, 26.5, 25.5, something around that. I, I think I'd probably go for the over on Claypool because he does have the ability to do it. I think he kind of checked out in Pittsburgh with the QB play. Um, so maybe with a new start, with a fresh start, he'll be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, uh, so with that, we are, hey, we're under an hour. Check us out. Um, <laughs> we will say goodbye. Uh, so yeah, goodbye to Liam, Callum and myself. And fingers crossed for a decent weekend.